The Nashville Predators weekend features a gritty win and one of the best NHL debuts we've seen from a Predator in quite some time. We'll break down what we saw from that game. Plus, it's our plus minus segment. What went well and what kind of sucked for the Predators over the past week. We'll get into it today on the Locked on Predators podcast. Your Locked on Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Predators your first listen of the day, every single day. We are your free Nashville Predators podcast that's available on all platforms and on YouTube. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor at OnTheForeCheck.com, and I have a partner in crime. You do. I am Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer and editor at InsideThePreds.com. Well, it's Monday. And that is when we do our plus minus segment, where we give our pluses to the things that we liked over the past week and minuses to the things we didn't. Uh, normally, we wait till like the second segment to do this. But and let's just go ahead and spend some time on something I know we each have as a plus. <laughs> For sure. Debut of... The soon-to-be greatest Finn to ever play for the Nashville Predators. The man who we're going to start building a statue of in front of Bridgestone Arena. Yuso Parsonen. Uh, you know, I, I've been following the Preds and since since the, the first season. Mm-hmm. And I'm going back, and I don't remember, like, a debut that went like this picturesque mm-hmm. uh, on both ends of the ice too, because everybody's talking about the first, you know, his first career goal. And we're going to break down that play in just a second, but you know, he, he was on the ice in a two, one hockey game, taking a defensive zone face off with what? 30 seconds left. Yes. Like that's, that's how, you know, like, Coach Hines thinks, yeah, you're on one tonight. I mean, there's yes. some veteran players that don't get that kind of play from their coaches. And here's little Yuso Parsonen out there in his first NHL game, like, killing it. Yes. Oh, my gosh. This was this was a debut that a lot of us have really looked forward to. And clearly so have the coaching staff of the Nashville Predators And it's interesting because I think people were so focused on Tomasino and what happened with him going to Milwaukee and training camp. And when is he going to get called up? When is he going to get called up? And I think a lot of us were like, he's going to get called up after Yuso Parsonen gets called up. And, you know, Saturday night's game is why we felt that way. This kid is something. And, you know, you don't want to oversell and you don't want to put the pressure on and all of that kind of stuff. But, but he is, he is going to be an NHL real deal, you know, so everybody just get used to it. Um, And, and I agree with what you said, this we've talked about with other players, you know, just John Hines kind of not buy into it. And, and, you know, we've been down that road. (laughs) How much PTSD 
uh, did you have? Like, and, and when you saw Yusuf person that was getting called up and you saw that he was going to be like on a prime line, what percentage of you was like, <laughs> okay, well, he'll have a good, you know, first period and a half and then it'll be Mark Jankowski centering <laughs> Philip Forsberg for like the bulk of the third period. Yeah. I mean, there was, there's the part that's like, I don't know how this is going to go because we've, you know, we've heard the opening notes to this song before and it's kind of turned into something else. But Yuso Parsonen is such a all around unique. He's a unique personality. I think he has a unique kind of mindset. He reminds me of um, the original Top Gun Iceman. Like he's just like that. Like he is ice in his veins. He's just he, he's very unflappable. Like they ask some of the players afterward in post game media about how he seemed, and they were like, "Yeah, no, he's good. He's fine. He was in yeah. practice this morning. He's, wouldn't have known. <laughs> like yeah. he's just focused." But it really was in the spirit of the season a Hallmark Christmas movie on ice. Like it was, you know. <laughs> Yeah. It was exactly as you would have hoped it would have been scripted. And like you said, it was 60 minutes of 200 foot game with somebody who did not at all stand out as, ooh, he'll learn about that. Or, ooh, thank goodness Phil and Granny are going to cover his mistakes. I mean, he just, he absolutely blended in with Philip Forsberg and Mikhail Granlin. And that's what you need to know about Yuso Parsonen's talent level. He's that good. Yeah. I mean, there, it's, you kind of said it. Like, I, I failed to see, like, anything that that stood out as in, like, that that's going to be a weakness in his game. And I'm sure he's going to play more games, um, I'd imagine. I don't see why he would go back to Milwaukee after this. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's going to play more games in the present uniforms. And there's going to be th- things that pop up. There's going to be, like, things that's like, okay, a veteran player will know that. But mm-hmm. for an NHL debut in a game in which, let's be honest, the Preds had to win that. Yes. Um, and, you know, not for standings implications or anything like that, but just had to win it as a turn of you can't have another, like, 5-1 showing in this environment in front of the Bridgestone Arena crowd. No. Because uh, that that crowd will turn on you. And that gave the Preds something, like, Preds fans something to cheer for. Like, in that game – um, you know, we, we had our first Smashville standing O in yep. you know, quite some time. Uh, you know, we'll we'll talk about the game in just a second and the, and the crowd and, and that good stuff. But but sticking to Parson and um, yeah, I mean, he made a lot of veteran plays. I kind of thought the same thing. I was like, OK, this is going to be good while it lasts. Uh, <laughs> last. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the, the first shift he goes out there almost scores like makes a great play like gets right to the front of the net which is something you know a lot of people would have just hung back and you know try to make a play but good hockey instinct to get in front of that and then his second shift and i want to break down this goal because this is a play that even veteran nhl players either struggle to make or are unable to make Mm -hmm. um goes against jacob truba who's probably a top 20 25 defenseman in the nhl right now you know, holds him off, like has the physical strength to kind of hold off his push, has the edge skills as a skater to cut it back inside, which that's a tough play, and still have enough strength to fire a shot over Yaroslav Halak, uh, who, you know, Halak 
didn't see that coming. He didn't expect no. that shot. He didn't move. And it was just like a perfect shot right over the shoulder into the net. And that's like, I look at that and it's like, that's like, you know, it, that'd be like a play. Like if Connor McDavid made, we'd be like, Oh, there's Mc, McDavid. Like, you know, that's, yeah. he's, he, that's what he does. And this was coming from a person in his second NHL shift. So I look at that and I'd be like, you know what? That was, I don't think there's enough people talking about like the quality of that play. That was just such like a, like a impressive heads up, Mm -hmm. like multiple aspects of your game kind of working together play. Yeah. And I loved afterward, they were kind of asking Parson and to sort of break it down. And he, he's just so matter of fact, and he's like, oh, I could see he had a bad gap. So I thought I could beat him. I mean, just <laughs> like, he's like, oh no, I read this play. And I like, he just, I'm telling you, he really is an exceptional talent. And what gets me is where the Nashville Predators found him. They found him in the seventh round, y'all. I think it was like 210, 211 overall. I can't remember. But this this young man, and it's not just us saying this after the fact that, you know, Yuso Parsonen is a name where in, you know, development camp really stood out. Training camp stood out. Our great friend, um, Eric Denae, has been following yeah. Parsonen. I mean, he Parsonen's been on his radar since, you know, before his draft year. And yeah. saying, look, this is a kid you're going to see. This is a kid you're going to see eventually in the NHL. And um, Eric interviewed Carl Taylor this year. And Carl Taylor said, oh, yeah. Yeah, Yusos going to be. He'll be called yeah. up. Oh, yeah. He, he said uh, he would be surprised if he was in the AHL the entire year. Yeah. You know, it just, he, this, this kid, ha he really does have whatever it is that, you need to be successful. And like I said, my favorite part is he has all of these talents. He has such a well-rounded game and he is just unflappable, just unflappable. I, I, I really, I think it's, I think it's fun to watch. He's fun to watch. Yeah. Eric, we're doing plus minus Eric Denae is somebody who gets a plus. <laughs> yes. I remember when he was putting those draft rankings together and there is, you know, I remember him talking about Parson and as maybe somebody the Preds could target in the middle round. And, you know, when that first list came out and uh, like, you know, a lot of people either had Parson in like seventh round, which is where he went or mm -hmm. off the board. Eric was like, oh, I don't know about this. Like, yeah. You may have want him a little bit higher. So this is he was singing praises like all the way back in, in 2021 when he was putting this together. So, yeah, uh, you know, kudos to him. Want to talk a little bit more, including why Parson came in straight to the second line or mm -hmm. tops line whatever line that was who can who tell knows uh why he came in there and stayed there mm -hmm. conversation plus the rest of our plus minus what went well what didn't for the preds over this past week but first to want to take a second and talk about today's sponsor it's simply safe if you thought about securing your home with home security but have been putting it off now is the time to get your home back in order. Right now, Locked On Preds listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. That is the biggest offer of the year, and you won't want to miss it. 
Uh, here's why people love it. Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by U.S. News and World Report. That's the third year in a row. In an emergency, 24/7 professional monitoring agents use Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real, so you can get a priority police response. And Simply Safe is whole home security with advanced sensors for every room, window, door, HD security cameras for inside and out, smarter ways to detect motion that alert you only when a threat is real, and even hazard sensors that detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home, so you don't need to worry about leaving your pets or kids home alone. Simply Safe has your back. The 24-7 professional monitoring service costs less than $1 a day, less than half the price of ADT's traditional professional installed system. And with the top rated Simply Safe app, you stay in complete control of your system anytime, anywhere. You can either arm or disarm, unlock for a guest, access your cameras, or just adjust the system settings. So don't miss on your chance to save big on the only security system we would recommend here. Get 50% off any new uh, Simply Safe system at locked, uh, simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. It's their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. Again, simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. No safe like Simply Safe. All right, Anne. So back to Yuso Parsonen, who is the star of the show. I'm yes. that executive decision. Um, he came in, thrusted right into a, a top six role and stayed there. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that part, the staying there part, maybe coming as a, a little bit of a surprise to Preds fans just because we've seen what has happened to the likes of Cody Glass just in the past few weeks. Uh, what's happened to Elliot Tolvin at some point this season, Phil Tomasino. Uh, pretty much Sherwood. <laughs> pretty much having one audition in, in the preseason and, and then being sent down. So... What made Yuso Parsonen different? We'll talk about that, but I want to start with uh, some clip from John Hines, who was kind of asked uh, why he lined Parsonen up the way he did. I, you know, I think it's a great, I mean, that's where his skill set, you know, the, the, the style of player he is. And, you know, I think it's important where, um, you know, as I said, I mean, he, he made a real strong case for himself. Uh, in training camp, you know, he's a guy that he's played, you know, in the Finnish Elite League. He's played in, in uh, you know, against men quite a bit. And he's a physically, you know, works at it, but he's a, he's a physically gifted guy too. And I think the way that he thinks the game and the way that he can skate and play, uh, he should be able to handle that responsibility. Yeah, I 100% true. And I think it's interesting, one of the things that John Hine points out, and I think that there is really something to this, is he talks about he played in the Finnish league where he has played, you know, against men. And I think that there is, I say that kindly towards everyone trying to grow facial hair in the hockey world, but (laughs) he... That's right. Um, But he really has played in this professional league against grown men, you know, men much older than he is. I mean, he's young. I think he's, what, 21? So he's young, but physically, he is not somebody who is going to be easily manhandled off of the puck. And I think that some of that, you know, and you're comparing you know, apples to, you know, apples to oranges in some ways. But when you look at bringing in somebody like Phil Tomasino, who hasn't played necessarily as long against grown ass men. 
I mean, not before bad. last season. Be- the entire season in the NHL. No, I mean before last season, like as an original okay. call up. Fair. As an original call up, it's it, there's a difference in the physicality, and it's not just so much even about size, but how you know how you use it, and so he he's used to a style of play. He has played a style of play in a league very similar to the NHL as far as the physical size and age of players. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying Phil Tomasino now because that's he okay. did. That's fair. Like yeah. he doesn't have that experience. Yeah. yeah, like out of out of the gate as an you know, first getting called up into the NHL. It's a much easier transition for somebody who's played in the Finnish league, who has played against grown people, you know, grown men, instead of coming from the AHL into the NHL. So for me, it just makes good sense. And I think you can see it. You look at that goal that he scored, and it very much is about using your body and using your physicality and being able to get the play past somebody and and finding that space. But you saw it, you know, on the defensive end with his checking. You could, you know, this is just a kid who has this uh, an adult-sized body who has figured out how he has to use that to play against other adult-sized bodies. And so I think there's a transition there that is just more naturally easy to make for somebody like Yuso Parsonen than it was for somebody like Phil Tomasino to make. Yeah, um, yeah so good debut for Yuso Parsonen. Uh, we will see what happens the next couple of games. The Preds have a very tough week this week yes. with Minnesota, uh, the New York Islanders, who other than the New Jersey Devils may be the biggest surprise, mm-hmm. positive surprise in the NHL this year. Uh, and then the Tampa Bay Lightning, who I pretty much don't have to tell you anything about though. I can just say, yeah, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, yeah. So we'll, we'll see what happens. I want to talk about the actual game itself. Mm-hmm. On for me, you know, 2-1 win over the New York Rangers, a win the Predators absolutely needed to have. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it was like, again, I'll preface by, by saying there's, you know, it wasn't the cleanest game by any means. Still a lot the Predators need to work on. But give them credit for doing something that they haven't done a lot this season, and that's finding a way to hang on and win that hockey game. Yes. And here's something that really shocked me about this, and I think is a credit to the Predators, because we all know that they need some credit right now, is I was really shocked actually by this final score, because the Rangers are a team that have scored six or more goals four times already this season. This is an offensively productive team, and they're a team that once they get on a roll, they tend to put multiple goals together. And let's be honest, Nashville is a team that has this season allowed that to happen against them. So I was really surprised. I thought this would be a much more high-scoring game, and I felt like Nashville would have to do a lot offensively to stay competitive in this game because the Rangers tend to crank out the goals, but they played well, you know, Nashville played well defensively. I think they did a great job limiting chances. UC Soros is somebody that we need to talk about because this game could have looked a lot different had we had a different UC Soros than that. Like this was kind of back to, okay, here we go. Now, now we see you. 
Yeah, UC Saros's best game of the season by far. Um, yeah. and I know like the the shots on goal stats uh, may not show it, but I think the best performance the Preds defense yes. had so far this season. Uh, just because they, I mean, there's a lot of shots on goal, but it just seemed like they did a good job of kind of keeping that to like mid chances. Yes. It, it, yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Like it was like there wasn't like there wasn't any breakdowns. Like this was just like a, a hot Rangers offense, but there wasn't like a thing where it's like, you know, they would be out of position and, Oh, here comes our Timmy Panarin all alone in the slot and nobody's picking him up that, you know, there wasn't right. anything like that. Um, you know, obviously, you know, 35 shots, th- there's probably a lot that you look at that and say, okay, you know, maybe need to tighten up a little bit, especially because the Preds offense, uh, you know, looked a little bleak at times in this game. Uh, only mm-hmm. 18 shots. So, I mean, yeah, I, like, I, like I said, not clean by any means uh, on both ends of the ice, but you, you got to talk about UC Saros. This is somebody that we have given minuses to for, for a lot lately this season. And we hated every time. Yeah. We hated it. it. This is the UC Soros that the Preds need to win. Mm-hmm. We saw him in this game. Um and uh, the Preds need more of that. And you know, like again, like we need to see bigger sample size over the next, you know, little bit just to see, hey, let's make sure this is him actually, you know, kind of turning a corner for the season and buttoning some things up and not just, you know, one solid performance and a string of so-so performances. But, you know, you, you look at that and, yeah, I mean, do you have confidence after that game and say, okay, UC Saros is, is trending in the right direction here? Yes, I do. Yeah, I do. And I think the defense in front of him is trending in the right direction. So those two things combined, very reassuring, which, you know what, at this point, Nashville Predators fans, we take the things we can get, you know, we're going to build on those things. Um, Coming up, we're going to have to do a rapid fire plus minus because we have been just oozing joy over Yusuf Parson and and Saturday night's win. But we do have to break it down into our plus minus and we're going to do that in just a second. But first, I want to let you know this episode is brought to you by our great friends at BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league that's out there. You can get football, basketball, soccer, esports. They have everything you could want on betonline.net. You can check out what BetOnline has to say about the week coming up for the Nashville Predators. We just talked about it. We've got Minnesota, the Islanders, and Tampa Bay. I can imagine they will have some interesting numbers for those games. And look, if you love sports podcasts, and we know you do, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We are the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to their website today, or you can use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. All right, Anne. So let's get into plus. Mm-hmm. Minus. Uh, these are the things that we do every Monday where we give a pluses to things we liked about the Preds in the last week and minuses to things we need to improve on. Yeah. Um, we talked about two very big pluses. So let's let's jump to a minus. Let's okay. talk about something the Preds need to improve on. 
So let's lead us off. All right. So I am going to go with what I like to call pockets of disaster. This is a minus for me. So against Seattle, it was the first period when the Predators allowed four goals. Against Colorado, it was the four goals in the second period. The Nashville Predators have to learn how to give up a goal without giving up the reins of a game. <laughs> so they have these little pockets of disaster. And it's like, okay, you, and it comes from, it's a mental thing. It comes from being able to reset. I think it's almost more that than it is necessarily execution. But the Predators have got to clean up their pockets of disaster because those little pockets cost them whole games. So for me, fat minus, fat minus y'all. It's it is costing the Predators some games, and you know you saw maybe a little bit of it against the Rangers, where there's just like you know, you know, two three minute stretches where it's just like, mm-hmm. what are you doing here? Uh, <laughs> you know, I, although I did think the Predators played clean, like I think the overall yes. was clean um, for the second game in a row, and maybe that's saying something. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I want to give a minus two, I feel like this has been a minus two in a while, but. Uh, the Predators' power play. Oh, uh, just, what in the world? Just not quite there uh, this season, which is concerning because that was such a big part of the Predators' success last season. One of the surprises uh, that really propelled them uh, to you know success last season. And it's just not working this season. Uh, They are 30th in the NHL at this point. Uh, They've only converted on 14.6 of their power plays. Uh, They went 0 for 4 against the New York Rangers and only got three power play shots that entire thing. uh, To me, it's the sustained pressure. You know, it just, it seems like a lot of chances are one and done. And the problem is like a lot of the ones, not even a shot on goal. It's, you know, an errant puck, like a puck just goes the wrong place or, you know, you you try to force something in a traffic and it's not there and the other team clears. Uh, And then, you know, after that first offensive zone faceoff, you know, they're, they're taking it back in, they're trying to set it up, they do a dump and chase and they're just getting beat to pucks. Yeah. So it's just, it, it hasn't been there all season um and look you know there's there's a lot you can kind of say that you would do to you know maybe add some different players in there to to spice things up but to to me the bulk of it is just it's gotta come from that number one unit it's gotta come from the Mm -hmm. yosi forsberg duchene grandland um, and Ryan Johansson. It's got to come from those five guys. They have to be a little bit sharper on the power play. Yes, I absolutely agree. Absolutely. And it's painful to watch. It's painful to watch. So hopefully they can do something to mix it up and, and have some more success because, again, like, must we minus this every Monday? Must we? Yeah. Must we? Yes, must. we do. Yes, we need content. <laughs> Uh, let's, let's go back to being Hoptimist. Uh, some more pluses. Because there's there's a couple of those from that Saturday game. There are some pluses from the Saturday game. And I am going to kick it off with the fashion plus of the week, my friends. Those <laughs> reverse retros were yes. amazing. Amazing. Oh, my goodness. Amazing. And here's what I will say across the board about reverse retros. I spent way too much time ranking reverse retros. So I've, I I did a deep 
deep dive into them. And here's what I'm learning about them. You have to see them in motion. You have to see them in the context of a sheet of ice and movement because, you know, just the promo videos don't do them justice. And that is 100% true for the Nashville Predators reverse retros. So freaking brilliant. Like, I loved the logo from the get-go, but the I loved the little white striping at the bottom yep. and on the sleeves and the numbers, dynamite. Yeah, can we dynamite? Talk about- that's it's the best font in predators history and the predators did their redesign that that was like the one thing i mean like the the guitar strings you know throughout the numbers yeah cool and but you know to me that just like the bold like kind of weird block thing with you know you know they're slanted it's just like you know impactful it looks like Mm. out there uh, I think I said this on on Twitter uh, the other night during the game. I said I think that's the best font uh, mm. the players have ever had, like the jersey number font. I would love, you know, maybe like the current shade of gold going to that font full time. Yes, I who I talked to about that, but we uh, should find out. Yeah, because those I agree, those reverse retros look fire, and I know a lot of people were like kind of meh on them mm-hmm. probably because i guess it was just the same shade of gold that they wear now but they look good oh like, they looked I would, amazing i would look and be like yeah i would love that as like a full-time national yes. jersey yes loved it i was like if i was on the fence about purchasing them i am purchasing my reverse retro for sure loved the reverse retros way to go uh here's what's a- your plus well, I, I want to. I'll give you a plus in a second. I want to ask you this: mm-hmm. Do you think the Predators would ever go to gold pants? So instead know. of like, so instead of like the gold blue gold, it's just gold all the way around with maybe some blue trim here and there. I would be interested to see that. It'd be an interesting look. It would be bold. It would that would be a bold look. But I would not. I would not be opposed to looking at that. Skate it around in front of me and let me tell you what I think of it. Oh, it's like I think the LA Kings did something like that where it was like gold on gold on gold when mm-hmm. they did like some of their throwbacks. And you liked it? It was fine. Yeah. Like yeah. it looked, it's unique. It's, yeah. it's bold. Like that is like a, a home look, I think is it, sharp. Um, I don't know. Like maybe there's like some rule about like, you know, gold shorts or something like that. I don't know. Like that's. It'd be fun. We, we need, look, we need, here's the expert on this. If the Vegas Golden Knights can wear those shiny gold helmets, I don't see anybody that should say boo about gold pants or gold shorts because, wow. I like like those. I like the gold helmets. Okay, those gold helmets, if they were a ring, would leave a green mark on your finger. Mm. Nah. I I like them. I also like the uh, (laughs) the LA Kings, the silver ones, too. That one does not bother me as much for some reason, but the it's gold. Unique. You got to like the unique look. Mm, I like the unique silver look. I'm not a fan of the, I am not a fan at all of the Vegas gold, the gold helmets at all. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, one last minus and, or no, one last plus. Oh, let's, let's end on a high note. Yeah. You know what? This is somebody that. Uh, I think a lot of Predators fans would give a life minus to. Uh, and, but I'm giving him plus, and I'm just going to shout out Michael McCarron. 
Thank like, you. Thank hey, you. He's on my hey, list. Thank say you. what you want about Michael McCarron and his Come role on. in the Predators and him getting ice time other over some other people. But the dude balled out on Thank Saturday. You. Uh, and perhaps no more so than that final four-minute uh, power play that the New York Rangers had late in the game. Michael McCarron was the absolute star of Fact. that penalty kill where he was blocking shots. He was getting to lose pucks, uh, making it, you know, I think his positioning is something that's very underrated from a player's standpoint too. Uh, he's just seems to kind of always be very good at kind of going back and forth and not really letting getting any lanes open. And he didn't play a ton in that Rangers game, but he was out there for a big chunk yes last five minutes and i think that's something you got to give kudos to and um you know john Hines saw that too because late in the game after that penalty kill michael mccarron big star of that penalty kill he went out there again late in the game for another Mm -hmm. late end of game net empty uh shift so you know again there's there's a lot you can say about michael mccarron maybe you don't like him as a player Maybe you think uh, some younger, faster players should be in there. But look, he's got one job when he's in that Predators lineup. And he did his one job very well. And his one job helped the Predators get a big win over the New York Rangers on Saturday. So Michael McCarron gets my last plus of the week. Preach it. Preach it. Thank you. Yes. Uh, so we want to hear your plus minuses. Uh, if you are watching this on YouTube, drop a comment. Let us know who, what you thought was great from this past week. Let us know what you thought needed work. You can also tweet us. We're on Twitter at LO underscore predators. We want to see what you thought uh, worked well and what didn't work well over the past week of Preds hockey. And where can people find your work? You can find my work at InsideThePreds.com, and you can find me on Twitter at ANK underscore Mama on Ice. You can find me at OnTheForeCheck.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at underscore NSMorgan. Uh, as always, we are your free Nashville Predators daily podcast. You can subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts, whether that's Apple Play, Amazon, all that good junk. You can find us there. Uh, And of course, if you're watching this on YouTube, be sure you hit the subscribe button there. And also be sure to hit the bell notification. That way you will be the first to know when we got new, fresh content for you. That's going to do it for us today on the Locked on Predators podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We will be back with an all new episode tomorrow, previewing Preds versus Wild. We'll see you then.